0: You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. As always, if you miss any of the live show today, you can always go back, check out the podcast. Just search Clay Edwards Show, wherever you download podcasts, stream music, watch videos, listen to audiobooks, and more. I am all up in your timeline, even when you don't want me to be. I'm easy to find. If you want to find me on social media, speaking of which, everything is at SaveJXN at SaveJXN, from Facebook to TikTok to Instagram to Twitter or X. At some point, we're going to pick one of those. We're either going to call it Twitter or X. I keep saying I'm just going to call it X, and I still call it Twitter, but old habits die hard. Old habits die hard. So you can always engage with me there throughout the show, throughout the week, 24 hours a day. The Guns and Gear text line, if you guys want to chime in. 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. I'm sure it will be a buzzing today when we start off with our question of the day. Um. Let's see here. Let's just jump straight in. What's the... B- What's the biggest race hoax of all time? What's the biggest racism hoax of all time? Because let's just be honest, we know that there's a little racism left out there. It's, it mainly, it's all coming from the left, of course. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of racism coming from the left, but as far as what they consider traditional racism, you know, white on black. It's, it's so little out there nowadays that they have to manufacture it when they need attention. And we've got several stories here. And what really got me fired up on this topic was this poor little five-year-old kid at the, at the Kansas City Chiefs game in Las Vegas the other day. Deadspin, I didn't even know deadspin was still a thing. Deadspin decided to politicize a five-year-old kid in an Indian headdress with black face paint on one side and red on the other, which would clearly tell you that's not blackface. And even if it was, it's a five year old kid. If that triggers you, you have bigger problems than anything you're ever going to hear on this radio show. I'm going to repeat that. Even if it was, even if his whole face was was dipped in black paint, if that offends you, you have deeper problems than anything you'll ever hear on this radio show. Period. And until you decide to go after cuck late night comedians, like Jimmy Kimmel, like Canadian transgender prime minister, Justin Trudeau, Sarah Silverman, want to be comedian, who have all worn blackface, Howard Stern. Funny, as I name off these names, all these people have one thing in common. They're Democrats. It's funny when 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 you never point the gun of cancel culture at Democrats. I don't even know what this kid's, this five-year-old child, I don't even know what his, parents politics are uh, he obviously is not old enough to have to have politics and if he does shame on his parents It's child abuse but here's the story Uh, i'm I'm on outkick because i just couldn't bear to actually click on deadspin and then make a penny of google ad money off me but the headline reads the nfl needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. No, it doesn't. I'm sure they will move that with their end racisms in the end zone of everything and their constant reminder that they're the racist. You know, you can't tell me that you need to end racisms when it's the people on the field who are typically the most racist bunch in the world. <laughs> I just have a hard time with that one. I have a hard time with that one. But here, here's the story. And I'm, again, I'm reading this from the OutKick point of, point of perspective, and they're very in line with me. This is not me being sarcastic as I go here. This is their writing style. Social media users and sports writers say they're outraged over a little kid at the Kansas City Chiefs game wearing an Indian headdress and black face paint. Dan Leberetard shared a tweet saying a kid contradicted the NFL's vow to end racisms by attending the game. Other users have called for the child to be banned from future matchups. A dollar store Jamel Hill named Kiran J. Phillips at Deadspin demanded the NFL act and act swiftly. Phillips did not respond to an OutKick request for comment. We will update the story if he does. Phillips is a... uh, black journalist with deadspin that's always looking for race crimes says the consensus among the outrage crowd is that the boy committed double racisms by culturally appropriating the black and native american communities and that he's a vile racist for doing that but here's some facts the kid is not wearing blackface the deadspin article is purposely deceiving as several fans of attendance noted and other pictures floating around on the internet have proven half the kid's face was painted black. Half the kid's face was painted red. It says uh, fans have used double face paint during games to support their teams since the inception of the sport. It happens at every stadium in support of every team. Cowboys fans paint theirs blue and silver. Vikings fans paint theirs purple and gold. Jets fans, green and white. Saints fans put garbage bags on their heads what it said. I just figured I'd throw that in there yet. Because the chief secondary color is more ambiguous yellow fans understandably default to stock colors such as such as black and white. Perhaps the child wearing a black shirt under his red Jersey played a role in selecting the black face paint. It doesn't really matter why he did. Let's just to be hundred percent honest with you. It's black face paint. You know what we should do since there's no, there, there's no excuse to ever have any black face paint on. I mean, I guess even at Halloween, if you got a little splatter of black face paint on with your other face paint, or if Kiss is on stage with their black and silver face paint, they're still somehow racially appropriating. It's like, no, you can't have any. You're trying to be mixed. I mean, what, what, what are we doing here? Ban black face paint and let's stop the madness. Ban it. I don't want to see no more Bible verses on people's cheeks, no more crosses like Will Rogers had, I, like Tim Tebow. Uh, it's just, it's all racisms. It's all racisms. Ban black face paint. Make the madness stop. So we got a five-year-old cheese fan. They're trying to make apologize. <laughs> Let me see. I, I want to continue reading this. It ain't long. It says, perhaps uh, the second headdresses are synonymous with, well, chiefs. And apparently someone on Twitter ruled that donning a headdress as a white person is inexcusable because this is not a consensus belief. A Virginia Commonwealth University study explained in 2017 that while there is some dispute over the meaning of wearing a headdress, most of the people wearing headdresses, headdresses think it's an homage to Native people. In, that's a compliment things that's paying respects to them. Let's see here. There is also the common sense element to the photo. No one in their right mind could seriously argue the kid's intent was malice. Anyone arguing otherwise is perhaps pandering or probably has a headdress in their closet that they wear that they wore a few Halloweens ago. The little Chiefs fan is not a racist, nor are his parents. He's an innocent five year old boy who was thrilled to attend an NFL game on Thanksgiving weekend. Yet he is now the target of a culture war. His face is plastered across the internet and websites are calling for the NFL to condemn him. Deadspin and damn lebitard, lebitard use their reach, albeit limited, to smear a civilian who is under the age of 10. Not a single person was traumatized because this kid painted his face half black and half red and wore Indian headwear. Well, I could argue that the deadspin or the deadspin a writer clearly did. And you you know there's some wokesters out there that it triggered. It absolutely triggered. And I'm trying to figure out why the... It, it, is the is the black author of this story who's crying about blackface, is he is he mad because the kid is also doing Indian and he feels like it's a, an oppression Olympics thing going on here? It's like, oh, somebody else is getting some of my oppression. I'm mad at them too. You have to add an S to everything, too, by the way. Some my oppressions. Anyway, in the ending, it says, however, the kid in question might end up traumatized by public figures deceptively deceptively framing him as a two time racist. He's only got one more strike to go. He's only got one more strike to go. So I got to think him, like, what are some of the. What are some of the biggest race hoaxes of all time? I, and I could think of a few off the top of my head, and I'm trying to think about local ones too. Of course, there's Juicy Smoulet. I mean, that's the most famous one, right? Juicy Smoulet. and uh, having paying two a black guy paying two black guys to beat them up in Chicago. Throw a noose around him, pour bleach on him, throw a MAGA hat on him and say, this is MAGA country. MAGA country. <laughs> I mean, that would be like some people doing that to me and Jackson or doing that, to, doing that to Chalkway and Jackson. I can see Chalkway, Chakway pulling some nonsense like that. This is Tate Reeves country. <laughs> uh, Make Jackson red cheeky again. Then oh, what are some of the other ones here? And I, I've seen y'all's texts come in on the guns and gear text line. I promise I'm going to get to them. I promise I'm going to get to them. So of course, there's the uh, our old buddy Fred. I can't remember his last name, but he's the guy who freaked out here locally about some Halloween decorations in Florence. Thought they uh, thought the black body bags were black people hanging. Uh, that that was a good one. That was a good one. Let's see here. Oh, let's not forget the black church in Greenville, Mississippi. This is back in twenty uh, November of 2016. Y'all may or may not remember this, but somebody burned a black church and spray painted Vote Trump on it. Well, 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 come to find out about a month later, uh, it was intentionally, fire was intentionally set, and it was not by a Trump supporter. Here's a brief little synopsis from the Washington Post, which you know it pained them to write this. I should have found the Jackson free press version of this story, but it says when a historic black church in Greenville, Mississippi first burned last month, many, including the city's mayor speculated that it was intentionally lit and the fire was a hate crime. It was particularly tense time in America just weeks before the bitterly divisive 2016 presidential election came to a close. Then candidate now president elect, Donald Trump campaigned on building a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border and banning Muslims from the United States. Or, at the very least, aggressively vetting Muslims seeking entry into the country. A prominent newspaper of the Ku Klux Klan offered a de facto endorsement of Trump as he secured the support of the KKK's grand wizard, David Duke. Now, David Duke supported Hillary Clinton, right? I mean, if I remember all that right, anyway, it's a moot point. Golly, boy, they squeezed a bunch of Democrat buzzwords into one paragraph there, didn't they? Let's fast forward a little bit. All of this led to church community leaders believe that when they found the words Vote Trump spray-painted on the outside of the church of the charred 111-year-old Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church that the fire was a political act. The ominous of the election cycle... The animus of the election cycle combined with the potential racial history of burning black churches as a political symbol made the event something we must not ignore. A GoFundMe page created at the time said, but the Wednesday arrest of a man with a criminal record, 45 year old Andrew McClinton, a black guy, quickly dispelled those assumptions. McClinton, McClinton church and law enforcement officials told the AP is an African-American member Of the burn church, according to authorities, the blaze was not motivated by the presidential race. Oh, man. See, this is why I have a hard time taking these claims of racism real. Let's not forget Bubba Smuley, Bubba Wallace, and the Talladega the Talladega noose hoax. Let's not forget that one. They they sent the FBI down here to investigate a, 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 a garage door rope. They sent the FBI down here for that. Furthermore, well, I don't have any respect for the FBI. My goodness, let's take a break. I ran over, we'll come back. We're going to jump right back into this. I want to read your text. If you got any calls, if I'm forgetting a hate hoax, Please, enlighten me. And, and, and if you're listening this morning and you're just uh, uh, appalled that we would go back down memory lane here, this is why we fight like we fight on this show. This is why I've made this type of stuff my heel to die on. Because I want to remind people that we sit back and we get accused of all this racism. We get accused of all this stuff, and a solid, 90, a solid 90% of it's fake. A solid ninety percent, and when it is real, we're 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 on the front lines of fighting against that too. When few other platforms will, we call them both out. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Burgers Blues Barbecue. Guys, you're riding around this morning. You're kind of hungry. Just talking about breakfast makes me hungry. But uh, did you know that Burgers Blues Barbecue offers breakfast at their Madison and Flowood locations? Don't miss out on that. I just so happened to have the breakfast menu pulled up here. You got some uh, great options such as... The B3 Sunrise Wraps, the Honey Butter Chicken Biscuits, Chicken and Waffles, Hash Brown Bowls, Grits Bowls, B3 Breakfast Buffet Style. That may be for the actual catering there, but they got breakfast too. So check out the breakfast. I'm sure they have some of those great items available at their breakfast. But hey, here's the big thing, man. Holiday parties, whether it's office, home, or whatever, they got you covered. From five to 5,000 people they have a large selection of catering menu items available. It's way more than just burgers, way more than just wraps. I said, I've had the opportunity to eat some of their catering at, at events and stuff over the last few years. Phenomenal. They can, of course, do hamburgers, and they're great. I've, I've had them uh, backstage at the Amphitheater. Phenomenal. I've had them at the uh, restaurant as well. But uh, anyway, long story short, they got you covered for all your catering needs. Again, no, no order too big, no order too small. Check, out, check them out online, burgersblues.com. And look, they've got a awesome patio space, covered, heated, cooled, the whole nine yards out there at their downtown Brandon location. And uh, don't forget, we're going to have the Clay Edwards Show Christmas Party there on Wednesday, December 20th. It's going to start around 6 p.m. Just as you get off work, just come on down. We're going to have the festivities going. I'm working out the details now, but if nothing else, man we're going to sit around, we're going to hang out, we're going to have a good time. I don't know if we're going to go all in on the entertainment again this year because I like to be able to hear and ch- and talk and, and mingle and all that. So we may just do that, enjoy some food, break bread, have some drinks, and uh, be grateful for the season that is, the season of giving. So Burgers Blues Barbecue for all your breakfast needs at the Madison and Floyd locations and all your uh, event catering needs, period. And, of course, don't forget they have the two food trucks available also Burgers blues dot com. Burgersblues.com. All right, let's uh jump into some of your text messages on the Guns and Gear text line. You guys have been on fire this morning. We needed a good OG start to the show today. And uh that I was telling somebody last night, I said, Man, I think I was telling Sean, I said, There hadn't been anything really crazy going on. I was like, we've been such a, we've turned into such a reactionary show that when there's nothing crazy going on, I feel like I ain't got nothing to talk about, so I just have to dig into some of my OG uh, show prep type stuff and stumble into a good one. I think. Let's see here. Unknown texture says the greatest race hoax ever was convincing Black Americans that the very party that enslaved them created the Klan, invoked Jim Crow laws. Fought against integration, fought against civil rights, placed Japanese people in encampments, fought against minority rights to vote, and much, much more, or the party against racism. That may be the greatest text we've ever gotten on this show, and it's damn sure the most factual. Kudos to you, unknown texture. Reagan can. The Duke lacrosse player, Tawana Brawley, and the three black girls on the bus, the fuss over Trump's North Carolina speech. Hell yeah! Um, Blake says, "Didn't they try to blame the Jackson water crisis on racism?" Yeah, de- I didn't. I didn't include. Now you're welcome to. I didn't include passing the buck as race hoaxes, but um, absolutely, we can go that route too. Unknown texture, the SLPc, ADL, ACLU, etc. These groups. These groups work at creating racism. What makes it worse? The federal government gives them money to do it. There's no shame. Dagwood says Al Sharton's Tawana Brawley hoax. That's the uh That's the Duke Lacrosse one, right? Yeah, I, you know, I'd have thought about that one. There's another sports one too. The let's see here. I may have backed out of it. Remember the BYU? Was it BYU, the volleyball hoax where they claimed the fans were yelling? We're yelling uh, racial slurs at some black volleyball players from another school. They found that to be a hoax too and 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 that goes back to the problem with this stuff is when you have when you have real race problem race issues when you have non hoaxes, people just people are a little more numb by it They're like yeah 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 so you, everything's a race is a, is a, is a hate crime to you guys. So when you actually have a real one, people people just don't care as much. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. Like it, it takes a little while. Like like now, when I hear about something, I don't come straight to the radio show or jump straight online and scream to the top of my lungs about racism. It was a, it was a hate crime. I really let the evidence unfold. That's why we didn't talk about the, the goon squad stuff for as long as we didn't. I'm just going to be 100% honest. I did not lean on the side of it being racism until after, it ha- until after all the evidence came out. I just didn't. So, that's just my opinion on that. Let's read really some more of, your, uh, more of your text here on the Guns of Your Text Line. By the way, phone number if you want to text into the show is 769-241-1944. Lightning says, the black NASCAR driver about the noose. Yeah, Bubba, Bubba Smuley. I mean, they made whole documentaries about that thing. And it, was, and it came out that it was just a knot on a rope on a door that was a pull rope that had been there for years, mind you. <laughs> Man, NASCAR was determined to make Bubba Wallace a civil rights icon during, during COVID, during post-George Floyd. They were determined to. They they were at a race. It was either Talladega or Daytona. And my, I may have my timeline a little off here. But the only people allowed in the stands at the track, I, I, I it had to have been Talladega where the, where the race hoax happened. But in the midst of all that, they brought in about 20 black folks from Atlanta and put them in the stands with all their Black Lives Matter garb on and Bubba Wallace signs and they were the only people allowed in the racetrack during COVID for this event. I I just specifically remember that. that. It was either, I I think it was Talladega it may have been the next week at Atlanta or somewhere in there but I, I know I remember that just thinking to myself but 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 COVID. But, but 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 racism only letting one group in because of their color to support somebody of the same color that's racism. That is a that is racisms. What's uh let's read some more of your text here. Unknown texture. I feel like we should offer an ancestry test to everyone and give you a free ticket back to the motherland that may be let's see how much you like their homeland. Yeah, I mean I'm not into all that. I get it. I mean, I don't mind people having ancestral pride. You know. I don't I don't I don't I've never done one of those 23 and me one of those ancestry things. I have no interest in it. I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> I'm from America. I don't, I don't that's where I was born. I don't care about Anything else prior to that just does not interest me. I mean, I guess it would be kind of cool to know, but they ain't getting my DNA to do it. Not getting my DNA. Unknown texture. BLM is the biggest racism hoax. I feel bad for all the people who who've given money to that organization. I don't. I don't. If you pay, if you gave money to BLM, gotcha, sucker. Gotcha. I don't know how anybody thought that thought that was a worthy cause to donate to. It's like, tell me you're a racist without telling me you're a racist if you donated to BLM. Tell me you're a racist without telling me you're a racist. Show me on your tax filings where you donated to BLM. I know all I need to know about you. I don't know what, I mean, from the Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot, to the I can't breathe hoax, to all of it. Frying pigs in a blanket, or whatever it was, when they were marching, talking about fry cops like bacon or pigs in a blanket or something along those lines. Amber says a local photographer was murdered online by taking of a by taking pictures of a baby with a headdress. People were coming out of the woodwork from all over the world, bashing her. Oh, she was uh, murdered online. I got you, not like murdered. Yeah, I remember when that happened. Uh, I, I know that photographer. Let's see. Woodrow says everyone needs to wear two color face paint to every game. Fixed. Yeah. Unknown texture. Any type of disagreement, get fired, because, don't hire, et cetera. They must be racist. You know, here's my thing uh, Jamie. Chimes in said, Barbie Bassett being fired from the news as a race hoax. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I talked about this the other day. The whole grandmammy thing, that offending people, we all in the South have a silly name for our grandmothers. Like, the second Southern women become a mom, they're already planning on what their grandmama name is going to be. I ain't giving you grandmammy. And I'm not giving you the fashizzle stuff. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. Let's take a break. This is the Clay Edward Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the realest show on the radio. Your daily dose of reality radio here on 103.9 FM. W.Y.A.B. This segment brought to you by my, well, it's not my, brought to you by Pure Air Consultants. Pure Air Consultants is celebrating their 20th anniversary of delivering exceptional heating and cooling systems to central Mississippi, and they want to offer you a rare gift, a free labor warranty for five years. Are you tired of expensive heating, furnace repairs, or high utility bills? Specialties at Pure Air Consultants include heater installation, furnace installation, heater repair, furnace repair, heating maintenance, heat pumps, heat recovery, ventilator installation, new construction build, thermostat installation and more. Financing is available. Contact them today at MyPureAirConsultants.com MyPureAirConsultants.com Ream. A new degree of comfort. i give that a 9.5 out of 10 read right there. I did a I did a great job on that read. I do believe so myself. <laughs> All right, let's see here, man. Look, coming up in hour two, um, coming up in hour two, uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever read, I'm going to read to y'all. According to the Wall Street, the, the stories on the Wall Street Journal, says, uh, to shrink the learning gap, this district offers classes separated by race. In an attempt to set the civil rights movement back a hundred years, they are now segregating schools again. We're going to get to that in an hour or two, because I think it can take us the whole hour. And if we have time, we're going to get into Benny Boom Boom Thompson, your favorite senator and mine. He is a, a congressman, I mean. <laughs> your favorite congressman and mine, Benny Boom Boom Thompson. He had regular Americans, just like me and you, added to the terrorist watch list just for flying into Washington, D.C., in or around or even after January 6th. Even if you were nowhere near the Capitol grounds, didn't matter what you were in town for, innocent Americans got added to the terrorist watch list thanks to Benny Boom Boom Thompson. So we, we may get into that, too. Uh, if you want to read that story yourself, it's on The Gateway Pundit. It's at the top of the page, at least it was last night, com. All right, let's see here. We're talking about hate hoaxes. Let's see. All right, let's read a few more of your text here real quick. You guys are bringing the, the heat on the text messages today, so I'm going to take advantage of y'all doing a little show prep for me. I can dig it the Barbie bassett thing man jamie that that one that was tearing the tearing the scab off there bro that one that one should have never happened, but you know she's better for it, she's better for it <clears throat> you know, I'll tell you another hate, hate hoax now it did somebody did die, but I'll fall on this sword too George floyd was not a was not a racially motivated crime, I don't even think it was a crime at all, but just for the sake of. Accepting the fact that the guy got found guilty and he's, you know. Now, him being stabbed in prison, that's a hate crime. That is absolutely a hate crime. But, of course, nobody nobody will call it that. We will. That's a hate crime. Charge whoever stabbed Derek Chauvin in prison with a hate crime. But I digress. George Floyd is not dead. Because he is black or because Derek Chauvin was white and he decided he was going to kill a black guy that day. Now, that's how that got painted. And that's why America burned to the ground in the summer of 2020. Because that fit a nice, cozy narrative for the Democrats to try to to try to try win, <clears throat> steal an election. So they had no problem uh, taking advantage of that situation, manipulating that, extorting money and sympathy from people. But that wasn't a hate crime. That was a hate hoax. It was actually wrapped around, a, for the sake of argument, a crime. Using counterfeit money. Reagan says the outrage over the Michael Brown's death in Ferguson, Missouri, was a big hoax. We can disagree on George Floyd's death, but Brown's was completely justified, and his parents got rich off of it. Yeah, me and Reagan can disagree on George Floyd, but we do agree on Michael Brown. Hands up, don't shoot, one of the biggest hoaxes ever. Let's see here. Uh, unknown text just uh, replied in about my my uh, pigs frying a blanket thing. The quote was pigs in a p- pigs in a blanket fry them like bacon. That's what Black Lives Matter would march through cities screaming. Steven says the black for a living folks act tough until you throw a few words at them. I, you know, I saw something this morning. Walt Kelly that I've interviewed on the show a couple times put a TikTok up and it's the the, it's got like a 90 year old white man in it who shouldn't be driving out on the roads and the other guy, black guy had they were in a T-bone situation but nobody had hit anybody if that makes sense and the black guy who sounds just like the guy and I'm almost positive that's who it is, sounds just like the guy allegedly that made the video scared of the Halloween decorations in Florence. Almost positive it's him. I just recognize the voice. He's done goaded this old 90-something-year-old white man into calling him the N-word a few times. Now, that's disgusting. You shouldn't do that. But also, from the other guy's perspective, Why beg for him to do it? Why you got your camera out? You're just begging for him to do it. Do it. Call me. Say what you really want to say. And he says, you're not even a real racist. And he's like, he he drops a couple of N-bombs. You know, the guy probably feels threatened for his life. Again, I ain't justifying what he did. You don't need to do that. But we also, I think we all understand that there's people from a different generation. There's still some old folks from a different generation. They just talk different. They do. I mean, they came up one way. We came up another. You know, I ain't co-signing on that at all. But when you goad somebody into it, you beg them to do it, and they do it, don't get mad that they did it. I mean, that's like me going to a bar, begging somebody to punch me. Punch me in the face, punk. Punch me in the face. You won't do it. You won't do it. And then when they do it, I get mad I got punched in the face. I've seen that happen, as I'm sure most all of you have over the years. <clears throat> May have happened to me before. I, I can't confirm or deny. So don't get mad when somebody gives you what you asked for. Ridiculous. Y'all can go see that TikTok. Just go Walt Kelly on TikTok and it's up there. Tony chimes in on the Guns of Gear text line. And says, Victim mentality. Well, like I said, when there's not enough oppression and hate to go around, you got to manufacture it. You know, If it's gotten so bad trying to find hate in the world that we're now stalking down 90-year-old men and begging them to use the N-word for internet internet attention, there ain't ain't enough going, there ain't enough. We we have solved racism. This is what I'm trying to say. If you're having to go, goad 90-year-old men, beg them to say the N-word to you, racism has been solved, at least from the white towards black perspective. Yeah, somebody just texted in and asked me have I watched have I watched the fall of minneapolis on YouTube. I was on the treadmill last night and I started it and I said, "Man, this is 2 hours long. Hour and 40 minutes, something like that." I said, "I'm going to have to get back to this." Cuz I had something else I wanted to watch last night, but it is it is on the watch list for tonight. It is, and I'll tell you what, I'm not a Candace Owens fan, per se. It's just something about her. It's like a grifter to me. I'm not a Ben Shapiro fan either. <laughs> I don't really like, the only person I like at the Daily Wire is Matt Walsh. But Candace Owens did a great documentary on the Daily Wire about the the greatest hoax, the greatest lie ever told, talking about Black Lives Matter, George Floyd and all that. If you're going to pick a side On the George Floyd thing, you need to watch this and uh, look at some facts that were laid out and you might think about it differently. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. This is The Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show. Have we broke some rules this morning? I feel like we got to have these conversations. I I really do. I think people that may tune into this show Especially, let's just say, you know, our, our, our black friends in Jackson—they they may watch news on a whole different platform, and they're never told that these things are hoaxes. And why do we talk about things the way we do? So, I think we're having good. What uh, I had a, one of my black buddies tell me one time: DJ in Jackson. I won't mention his name. He's on one of the big rap stations. He said, "Clay, you know, we just got to—we got to start having some tough conversations about race." Some tough conversations. Now, I don't know if this is exactly what he meant, but um, I feel like we do. I feel like we have tough conversations about it. Sometimes we hurt some people's feelings. Sometimes we get ours hurt. But until you put these things out on the table and you have a conversation about them, I don't think you're going to make any progress. And uh, to me, this is real progressivism. Progressivism. Whatever the word I'm looking for is. Progressivism is actually getting out there and having these talks. And you try to have it with a dash of humor. Because, I mean, sometimes you got to laugh through the pain, right? And laugh through the insanity. That's why I enjoy watching old Salty Cracker so much. He finds a way to make it entertaining. I like that. I figure y'all will like that. You tune in every morning. I sure hope you like it. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to dive into some very, very interesting stuff. This is The Clay Edwards Show. All right, you're tuned back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show here on WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by Men's Health of Mississippi. Guys, are you feeling a little sluggish? Maybe dealing with some ED, lack of morning wood. (laughs) That's always the first sign that you're dealing with some ED. Um, Obesity, depression, not sleeping well, loss of focus. You, my friends, could have low testosterone. The more I talk about this, the more you guys reach out to me. Ladies, don't be afraid either. Uh, I've I've had several conversations with women out there who have also dealt with low testosterone and got on it, and they're huge fans of it. So don't think this is just for you. They offer this. uh, Don't think this is just for men. They offer this for women, too. But So I just want to throw that out there because I do get asked that question a lot. So, look, get over there. Men's Health of Mississippi, located right there in Madison. Start online, get your appointment today. Men's Health MS.com. Men's Health com. You will not regret it. She'll thank you later. You'll thank me later. Men's Health MS.com. Get your levels checked today. Hey, look, people ask me, like, do I have to have insurance? Do I do all that? They don't even take insurance. It's that easy. It's a very affordable, out of pocket expense. If um not to get not to get into anybody's pocketbook, but if you can't afford this, you, you got way bigger problems than low testosterone. So get over there. You'll be very point in saying that is you'll be very surprised at how affordable it is. So uh, re, get in touch with them today. Men's Health dot com. All right, the Guns and Gear text line is seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. Make sure you're getting out there and visiting my friends at. Guns and Gear, located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, open today through Saturday. Uh, Get in touch with them on their business hours and stop by and see them for all your guns and ammo needs. They're the home of No Limit Ammo, as well as also a leader here locally in gunsmithing and Cerakoting. they also buy your guns. So if you need to sell one for the holiday season, bought one too many this year, want to buy another one, they take trade-ins, they'll pay you cash for them. Stop by see them today, Guns and Gear, and shop them online, GunsAndGearMS.com. We appreciate them sponsoring our Guns and Gear text line. We'll be pulling up on a year here soon, that they've been a part of that, if not longer, actually. So we do appreciate Hunter and the team over there. All right, so I have a story here. I almost dove into another one, like a cat chasing one of those laser lights around. I saw it on. So YouTube gave Steven Crowder another strike yesterday for having the audacity to have Dan Bongino on, and Bongino is banned from YouTube for simply saying face masks don't work. And studies, of course, have backed that up, but uh, because he's banned from YouTube, they gave Crowder another strike for having him on as a guest. So that that tells you what you're working with. It tells you how important it is to listen to live, live independent radio. Our strings aren't pulled by nobody. You know, I could, I could change, I could, I could change the way I do my show and have twice as many sponsors, but I wouldn't be being authentic. I would not be being authentic. So we're gonna keep doing what we do, and uh, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, the sponsors will come. You know, at some point you build up a big enough audience, you go from undesirable to un freaking deniable and that's what we're trying to do here so here's this story this is one of the dumbest things i've read in a long time and that is saying something in a long history of reading dumb things right this is on the wall street journal i was making sure i didn't have to log in to my account i do pay the four dollars a month for show content purposes all right. The title of the story is To Shrink the Learning Gap the district, This District Offers Classes Separated by Race A high school in Evanston, Illinois Offers so-called Affinity Classes in which Black and Latino students are separated From white students I'm going to do my best Not to make any incendiary comments While I read this Evanston, Illinois, school leaders In this college town just north of Chicago, have been battling a sizable academic achievement gap between black, Latino, and white students for decades. So a few years ago, the school district decided to try something new at the high school, classrooms voluntarily separated by race. Nearly 200 black and Latino students in Evanston Township High School signed up this year for math classes and a writing seminar intended for students of the same race, taught by a teacher of color. The optional these optional so called affinity classes are designed to address the achievement gap by making students feel more comfortable in class. District leaders have said particularly in advanced placement courses that historically have enrolled few blacks and Latino students. Quote Our black students are, for a lack of the better word, at the bottom consistently still, and they are being outperformed consistently, Monique Parsons. Evanston school board vice president said in a November board meeting. It's not good. School districts across the country have sometimes struggled to find ways to boost the performance of black and Latino students who nationwide tend to enroll in fewer advanced classes and score lower on standardized tests than white students. That's interesting. Creating classes for students of a single race is a strategy that has been used sparingly in public K-12 through education. When it does happen, it is more often in elective classes or after-school programs focused on leadership skills and creating a sense of belonging. Researchers have found some small improvements in grades and retention from such programs. Other studies have shown some improved educational outcomes, such as graduation rates for blacks and Latino students taught by teachers of the same race. So much for Brown versus the Board of Education. Public schools have also dabbled with separating students by gender, with successful programs that, for instance, encourage girls to become engineers. I right, full stop here. I can understand that. I I don't think you should do it because it's kind of, you need to school needs to prepare you for the workplace and prepare prepare you for real world. But as a extremely uh, horny teenage boy. Constantly distracted by girls, I could absolutely see the benefits of not having them in the classroom to throw paper notes at and stuff of that nature. (laughs) Taking you back to 17-year-old Clay. I could see the benefit in that, uh, all joking aside. All right, continuing. School districts in Minneapolis, Seattle, San Francisco, and Oakland, California have optional race-specific elective courses. Federal anti-discrimination laws prevent public schools from mandatorily separating students by race. But education lawyers say optional courses can comply with the law. A lot of times within our education system, black students are expected to conform to a white standard, said Dina Luna. Full stop. Now, The way I read that is they're saying white kids are smarter. That's the way I read that. I'm not saying that, but that's the way I read that. Continuing, said Dina Luna, who leads a black student achievement initiatives in Minneapolis public school districts. The district offers middle and high school students electives focused on African-American history and social emotional support taught by teachers of color created in 2015 for black boys. The format has, explained, has expanded to black girls and will soon expand to Latino students. An, inter, an internal study showed improved attendance for black boys in the program in 2017. Average GPA is a 2.27 compared with 2.14 for black females district-wide. Quote, in our spaces, there we go, spaces. In our spaces, you don't have to shed one ounce of yourself because everything about your space is rooted in blackness. Luna said. Max Eldon, an education research at the conservative leaning American Enterprises Institute, said he believes affinity classes undermine the goal of the Civil Rights Act. Touche. Integration is a positive social good, he said. We want students to be colorblind and to treat each other the only way I'm sorry, to treat each other the only on the basis of who they are as human beings. Apparently I need some reading courses. Educators who have worked on race specific equity initiatives say successes depend on having broad community buy-in and teacher I'm sorry, broad community buy-in and effective teachers in place. Christopher Chapman, who founded the program called Kingmakers of Oakland to help black boys there we go with the kings. The kingmakers of Oakland to help black boys said he spends at least at least a year tilling the soil by building political support with community leaders before launching in a new school district. Kingmakers partners with districts in San Francisco, Oakland, and Seattle to offer elective classes that support black students. A 2019 study on the original program for black boys offered by Oakland Unified School District found that the students who took the affinity classes were slightly less likely to drop out of school. The district... Also offers elective and advisory classes designated for Latinos, Asian-American, I'm sorry, Asian Pacific Islanders and Arab students, said Jerome Gourdeen, director of targeted strategies for the school district office of equity. Wow, that's a long title. Director of targeted strategies for the district's office of equity. Evanston has taken the strategy one step further, offering courses for black and Latino students in core math, algebra 2, pre-calculus, and AP calculus, as well as English seminar. Evanston classes for black students are known as AXEL, an acronym, they love acronyms, an acronym for Advancing Excellence Lifting Everyone. And those for Latino students are called GANAS, for, from a Spanish expression that means Giving it all you've got. Leaders in Everson High School District, board members, and teachers declined or ignored repeated requests to comment on the course over several months. When a Wall Street Journal reporter arrived at a public meeting for parents of black students, a district spokesperson said she would cancel the meeting if the reporter didn't leave. The district superintendent, Marcus Campbell, told the student newspaper this year that the affinity classes are meant to provide a different more familiar setting for kids who feel really anxious about being in AP classes. Evanston's thirty-six hundred student high, Evanston's thirty-six hundred student high school is forty-four percent white, twenty-four percent black, and twenty percent Hispanic and five percent Asian. The community, home to Northwestern University, is a mix of wealthy families and lower-income households. Equity guides many of the district's decisions embodied in a state board goal, recognizing that racism is the most devastating factor contributing to the diminished achievements of students. ETHS will strive to eliminate the predictability of academic achievement based upon race. Guys, I could go on and on. I'm not going to read all this. It's rather lengthy. I've read enough. What do y'all think? Do y'all think we should be, do y'all think we should be separating white kids from black and Latino kids? Uh, You you know my answer is no. I, I don't see any upside of this. I was going to read you a couple quotes from Brown versus the Board of Education. It says, We come then to question the presented. Does segregation of children in public schools solely based on the basis of race, even though the physical facilities and other tangible factors may be equal, deprive the children of the minority group of equal educational opportunities? To separate black children from others of similar age and qualifications solely because of their race generates a feeling of inferiority as to their status in the community that may affect their hearts and minds in a way unlikely to ever be undone. Those quotes came from Brown versus the Board of Education to desegregate the schools. That is what they sold people on, desegregation. And now we want to resegregate based on color or based on race and ethnicity. I really want to get y'all's opinions on this. The phone line, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Your text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. I'll give you my opinions on it, too. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment brought to you by com. You just heard the commercial there. Guys, I want to buy your vehicle. You're in the market for a new vehicle, you need to sell yours. Maybe you're not happy with what the dealership offered you. Let me make you an offer. Maybe you're getting ready to go buy a car and you don't know what your trade in is worth. You don't want to get uh you don't want to get taken advantage of by a big dealership. Let me give you a number to go shop with. Kind of let you know what uh here's what we think we can sell it for. Here I mean here's what we think we can buy it for. You know, it's gonna kinda of operate under the same parameters there. We'll give you a good number, something you can feel good about. So when you're negotiating you've got the number but hey let's just be honest you're gonna like the number we're gonna write you a check today and uh, we're gonna go from there hook up with me claybuyscars.com it's got my phone number on there you gotta text me some information on your vehicle i'll get you one of my buyers and boom it's just that simple all local no counterfeit uh, marketplace checks none of that nonsense claybuyscars.com and I'm, i'm telling you if you've never tried selling a vehicle on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, especially Facebook Marketplace, there's a bunch of straight fools on there. And it'll get your blood pressure up, and I'm just going to help you avoid all that. All right, let's jump into these text messages on the guns, and gear yeah, text line. You guys were uh, listening to me read, which I know can be a challenge sometimes. Maybe I need one of these uh, diversity reading classes. You know, I just want to say this first. Could you imagine, kind of everybody's thinking this, so I'm just going to say it. Could you imagine for one second if the white folks did this? And you know some white liberals are behind this too, by the way. You, you know some white liberals are behind this. It's just, this is way too racist for the white liberal to somehow not be involved in the decision-making process of this. But could you imagine in, in Mississippi, we tried to, somebody decided that it was a good idea to start an advanced or entry-level reading or calculus class for whites only. Good Lord, man. We just continue, we continue to let the other side get away with blatant racism, and nobody calls it out. I mean, kudos to the Wall Street Journal. They basically are here. But sometimes you just got to call it the big R. Racism. You got to use the big R, the hard R. Racism. That's what this is. You can slice it, dice it, chop it, massage it, bend it like a pretzel and anything else you want. But it's racism. I refuse to tell young black kids, young Latinx kids, their words, not mine. I refuse to tell them, that they need to be separated from white kids because they're not on the same, on the same level. I, I, I refuse to do that. That's racism. Y'all got me loaded up here on text. Let's see here. Hunter says, we have canceled so much of our history, we have started segregation in schools again this is why you don't take down those Civil War statues. This is why you don't erase the Civil War history. So much was fought for. For black equality. That you're erasing it and continue and pretending that you're still fighting it but it's you erasing it and starting to fight over yourselves. The damages of this, the ramifications long-term, it's going to put us back to the mid-1900s. I mean the early 1900s. 1800s. As far as segregation goes. Let's see here. Ty says, that's just another way of saying they're segregating everyone based off of intelligence or like thereof, and he says, "I'm no rocket scientist, but isn't Axel A X E L where is advanced excellence in that acronym?" <laughs> it didn't sound as good. <laughs> you had to they had to use the X in a reading course. They had to do the acronym wrong because it didn't sound cool otherwise. <laughs> Reagan can says the whites who tried to stop James Meredith from entering Ole Miss must be rolling over in their graves. They must be saying to themselves, why didn't we think of this? You know, and the, the first joke I said last night, like the first thing I said in response to reading this story was, well, it does make sense that James Meredith actually looks like Colonel Reb on game day. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of him, but he, he looks like a black Colonel Rebel on, on, in the Grove at Ole Miss. It's just completely, Completely morphed into. I don't even know how to explain it. What world are we living in? I love James Meredith too, by the way. Uh, sold his son a car not too long ago. Uh, let's see here, unknown texture. So, would it be acceptable to separate children based on religion, so they may be able to feel more comfortable? We are still America, right? Self segregation is now acceptable. No acclamation to America should be mandatory. Well we've all we definitely have self-segregated, and I you know the point in this is you you try to train children for the look I, Let's see if I can say this right you're trying to train children for the ability to get into the workplace and deal with real world consequences. You're not going to be able to for the most part, at least in my experience, work somewhere where you don't have other, people of other races there. You know, we're a very blended society when it comes to, to work. Now, we have segregated ourselves by living and by church. Very segregated. Yeah. You know? and And people try to, you know, people will try to make it a black-white thing. It's not. I live out in Brandon. It's a melting pot of people. But it's middle-class folks. You know what I'm saying? And I... There's certain areas, black or white, that I don't want to live. You know, I want to be middle class or above because there's folks that got other things to do with their time, that sit on a porch, or break in cars, or drink all day, or kill each other, or sell drugs. You know, you, you want to get away from all that. There's plenty of areas in Mississippi, white and or black, and other for that matter, that I don't want to be in because of the poverty. I don't want to be around poverty. Job says the ultimate issue here is that you can't gift freedom to anyone. A great example is all the time and military resources we wasted in Iraq and Afghanistan trying to gift them freedom. American imperialism always fails because you can get the gift of free because you can't gift freedom to anyone. And the civil rights movement has failed, ultimately, for the same reason. Until black people reform their culture of victimism and choosing to be and want more for themselves and their families, they'll always be behind. They were once compelled to be slaves. Now they choose to be, when they find the heart as a collective, to be free. They will be. Um. Yeah, you know, I've heard... So- some black folks that I know over the years made the argument that desegregation was one of the worst things that happened to the black community. And I've never felt like I was uh, the person to speak on that. But you know, the argument was made that when, when, when black folks were forced to do business with one another and to help prop each other up, that the community was better off. But the the, the the minute that they were able to to go do business everywhere else, that's when the, the black business ownership and stuff like that took a hit. And, you know, I don't know. It's a complex conversation that is the a, a lone white guy here in the studio right now I'm not necessarily comfortable having. I would like to have someone's black opinion on this to, to peel that onion back. But on the surface level, it looks like the way it looks like that somehow or another segregation did hurt hurt the black community uh, initially or over time. So I mean, drive down Ferris Street for your prime example. Let's see, unknown texture. Separations are present at other areas: Black Rodeo, Black Supervisor Association, Miss Black America, Black History Month, et cetera, Going on for some time. Well, yeah, it has. I mean, we 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 would definitely agree with that and it you know my argument with all that is you know the argument they make is what everything else is just assumed white whatever the other version is is the assumed white version but I don't buy that I mean black black women have won Miss America you know like I don't want an asterisk if I win something I don't want an asterisk by two of my race it's like uh Best white basketball player, you know what I mean? I'm not just saying you're the best of the other. Best white radio host. And I want to be the best radio host. I don't want to be the best fill in the blank. I don't want to be the first white dot dot dot. That's no, why I can't stand that. I can't stand when you constantly see, and, and, and we we there's no first left to be conquered. By gay or black people, so they're having to mold the two together now. Well, now it's the first gay black astronaut, the first gay black trans person, and they keep adding layers of oppression on and, and layers of asterisks onto somebody's accomplishment. Let's take a call real quick.
1: Hey, you on there? Hey, man. How's it going, it's Larry? Calling you this morning. How we doing? Good, Larry. How are you? You hit on a conversation in reference to black business owners and the progress of black America. I grew up in Mount That's where every business there was owned by black. Where? At? When you leave Mount you, there was no black community there were no black businesses. We had corner stores that they went out and bought from take Most businesses were downtown owned by these Jews or the white business. Now, the big industry, they had their problem, but it wasn't because of the white flight or the black black. It because we didn't keep up with the times. We didn't replace the people that we graduated. So they went to bigger and better places. And they built. During the reconstruction period, you had two options. You had George Washington Carver, or you had a Joe, uh, Booker T. Washington. One wanted to do in the classroom, and the other one wanted to do in the county. Those were the only options that we had. Then, as well as now. I hope I get to yeah.
0: Appreciate you. Thanks, Larry. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Phone line wide open. 601-879-0002. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Reliable Rental Equipment. Guys, get your week started off right. Get your uh, get your heavy equipment rental scheduled. Now, and don't forget, they got the air tow trailers. I keep telling you about them, man. They are the exclusive, uh, exclusive dealer for air tow trailers in the southeast. Not just Mississippi, but the entire southeast. Of course, they got all your equipment rental stuff taken care of. And did you know, if you need to rent something and you don't quite know how to operate it, you can also rent uh, an operator at a daily rate. Say you need a rollback dumpster, and you also need some people to help loaded up because hey frankly we're all getting a little older and we don't just work for beer and pizza anymore when our buddies need help (laughs) they can provide the crew too they'll drop off the rollback dumpster and provide you with the crew to fill it up or hey if you if your buddies still work on beer and pizza or you got a work crew you can take care of it yourself reliable rental equipment skid steers tractors tractor attachments lifts dumpsters, generators, outdoor lighting. Man, you know it's getting dark earlier. You got jobs you're working on, you got deadlines you got to meet. Uh the sun ain't working in your favor. They got Taylor Gas-powered outdoor lighting solutions available. They got mini skid steers, mini excavators, excavators, and dozers. Zero turn X-mark mowers, golf carts and side-by-sides as well. All available to rent or purchase. That's Reliable Rental Equipment MS.com. Reliable Rental Equipment MS.com, located right there on Meadowbrook Road, across from the old Meadowbrook Movie Theater, there on the corner of North State and Meadowbrook. All right. Tell my buddy Brad Packridge I sent you. All right. We got a good text during the break there. Somebody brought up a great point. I want to make sure I read this on the Guns and Gear text line. And. We'll read a few few of these texts and we'll shift gears maybe to close the show. I saw, I've got a breaking news story I think I I I want to hit. All right. He says, you keep omitting the most important part of the equation. The government enforced segregation, which aided and enabled oppression. Then the government turned around and enforced desegregation, which made it a crime to discriminate. Although we have the constitutional right to freedom of association, every step of the way, it was government action that helped make the situation worse. When people are free to choose, as the whole point of America in the first place, as is the whole point of America in the first place, then we grow as a nation. We, the government, comes in. We, the government, comes into control of our. When the government comes in control of our action, it breeds resentment. And enables atrocities. There's great text there. Great text. We need to get with less government. <laughs> but to the point of the school stuff, now they're saying this is by choice, but I still think in school and public schools, taxpayer funded, you're offering race, race-only classes by choice. And all I can say is, if you are gonna do it for one, you gotta do it for all. You're gonna do it for one. You gotta have like, white folks, you gotta. You you get to have your only one. I mean, just not only one group of people is allowed to do this, and they're kind of you know well they're they're melting them all together. Just there's one group of people that aren't allowed. The, the segregation is becoming government enforced again, and this time it's white people on the outside looking in. You can make it that what you will. Bobcat says. He didn't understand a word Larry said. Yeah, it was a little hard. I think I got the gist of it though. I appreciate Larry calling in. Ty says I don't know why he's saying, but I heard Georgia, I heard George Washington Carver and George Washington. Let's just leave the father of a nation out of this and let definitely keep him out of the conversation when mentioning the three hundred uses for a peanut guy. I did get a lot of soil, but there's no George Washington. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. I think we're going to close that topic off there. It's a complex one. I'm always open to having a discussion about it. I'm going to bring it back up with Sean tomorrow too. I'd like his his thoughts on it from the left-wing point of view. I think me, him, and I are basically on the same page on it based on some conversations we had. I just got a breaking news thing. And it says, "Um, this is from the New York Times. Take it for what it's worth. The Koch family network, the K-O-C-H Koch, Koch, however they pronounce it, I think it's Coke, network endorses Nikki Haley in a, bu- in a bid to push the GOP past Trump. The support will give Miss Nikki Haley more organization strength in the field as she battles Governor DeSantis of Florida for the number two spot on the Republican presidential field. They just don't get it, do they? they, they Trump doesn't need another dollar. I don't need to see another Trump ad. I ain't voting for Nikki Haley. I'm voting for Trump. Or I'm not voting. It's that simple. It's that simple. Nikki Haley is just Joe Biden in heels as far as I'm concerned. I don't care if she's got an R by her name. We don't get down like that no more. I ain't voting for We're voting for Trump. It's it, period, in the discussion. If they kill Trump, I ain't voting. I'm not going to be forced into voting for somebody. Maybe Vivek. I know a lot of y'all don't like that. It makes some of y'all mad because he took advantage of a scholarship that George Soros gave out. I, I, I get it. I should probably be more apprehensive. But right now I'm not. I'm way more apprehensive about everybody else on that stage than I am vet You know, I I did like Ron DeSantis, but clearly he wasn't built for primetime. He was not built for the main stage. He needs to go back down to go back down to being governor of Florida. I don't know if they have a two term if they can if they term limit out there or not. But he just needs to hope he can stay in Florida. Maybe become a senator or something. You know, rebuild himself like Ted Cruz did, come back in four years, try again. I don't know, he's young. I hate to see his political career be over, but it, it, now ain't his time. It's Trump. It's Trump or bust. And it may be, even with Trump, it may still be bust if the deep state has anything to do with it. <laughs> Another story here. Let am just read your text real quick. Somebody like said Ron DeSantis actually wears heels. You know, I I thought that was kind of a nothing sandwich, the the boots to make him look taller. Now I'm six three; it's easy for me to to not have a problem with it. Like I don't care, and if he needs to look taller on stage, whatever. It, but it is disingenuous. Like if you're worried about that, like if if your team feels enough that your your stature is the issue, you've got more problems. But now I can turn around and I can kind of be a little, little bit of a hypocrite on that, too, because I've said, and this ain't no knock on him, it just is what it is. I like the guy. Um, I think Shad White's stature and the fact he looks like a young boy is going to hurt him when, it's, um, when, when he's running, if he runs for governor or lieutenant governor. You know, I, I think that's going to be an issue for him. He's going to need to grow some stubble out or something. He just looks like a, he just looks like a young man. And he is young. So it's probably not fair to to do that, but to be fully transparent, I have said that I think it's an issue for him, but I don't think that would necessarily be an issue for Ron. Somebody's height's really just the last thing I'm worried about when I'm voting for him. See here, I want to clear up any text here. Uh, Wild Bill says, "I'm like you, but if it's Nikki or the Donald, I'm sitting out. I'm sitting it out. DeSantis, 2024." Man, we we definitely all see things differently. When we come back, we'll have a quick minute or so to close. We want to give out a Fafo Award. This one, uh, actually, UFC fighter Sean Strickland gave out. I like the energy. We'll be right back. Coming up in hour, well, it's not hour three, but coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we've got Americans for Prosperity here in the studio. I'll be uh, producing that, so y'all make sure to keep it on WYAB from 9 to 10. And of course, Jameson Hagel will be in here from 10 to noon. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Show. In closing here, I thought we would end it with a little FAFO award. Sometimes when you fire, you must foe. And talk about picking the wrong one. This is over in Las Vegas. Uh Sean Strickland, UFC champ, said the guy was stomping out was doing it was stomping at a girl. A security guard seen it. He jumped in his car and drove off. Security followed him. He hit a curb, completely shredded his tire, drove on the rim for a while, then jumped out and tried to hide at my house. I initially thought he was stealing my car. Sean Strickland corners this guy up. I think he punches him in the face with a pistol out in the road and then holds him at gunpoint with some in, some colorful language. And uh, that is effing around, and that is finding out. Sean Strickland is quickly becoming my new favorite active UFC star uh, with Conor McGregor seemingly done with fighting uh, for now. And we're obviously pulling for Conor as he is dealing with uh, – being accused of a hate crime for speaking out against his government in Ireland, he could end up becoming the next Irish president. Mm, that's an angry little leprechaun right there. We're pulling for, we're pulling for Connor. But, uh, today's, uh, F a F O award, uh, was not given to, but given out by UFC champ, Sean Strickland. You can catch that video at com. Stay tuned. Americans for prosperity. Next. on The Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.